the loveliest reprise of all. Hello everyone, welcome to the loveliest reprise of all. I'm Ashley, your host, and I'm joined as always by on this journey through the woods by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey hi, it's me, Molly. We got Luke with us. Hello. Hello. Um, what's up everybody? Hello. Yeah. Hey. It's a hey. brand new show. Brand new show. We're doing a different thing for two weeks. Thanks so much for listening <laughs> to this first episode of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying special. it out. I think it's going to go great. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, a two-night special event. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. Uh, look what you've been up to. We haven't, we haven't done this segment in two weeks. Let's go. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the foolish thing that you didn't think of is that everything that happened to me last week, that's gone. That's right in the trash can. Do not remember Just what... Just fucking tell me about Crusader Kings, dork. What the fuck was I doing last week? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to remember. I'm having I'm a little you on a bit of a crisis. <laughs> I think maybe I didn't do anything last week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Had to have done something. You just existed in a, a void until you podcasted. Yeah. I, uh... A couple days ago... Uh, I've, I've been talking about Bloodborne on here. I finished that up very recently. I was playing Dragon's Dogma. Uh, like, three different video games I really want to play are out this week. Um, and then, like, Monday night, I just decided to download Dark Souls. Dipshit. <laughs> yeah, it was real stupid. Foolish. I haven't actually played it that much, and I don't know if I will play it that much. I just kind of got in there. It's fun. I usually don't... I've never gone into that game already, like, being good at Dark Souls. I've always either been brand new to it or so rusty that I may as well be. Oh, sure. And it was fun to just be able to go in and, like, kill the Asylum Demon without having to run away. And, like, take the Master Key and get up to all kinds of trouble in places you're not supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. That game's yeah. pretty good, is the thing about that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, um, I had started playing it, uh... A while back. Before I played Dark Souls 3, I started playing Dark Souls 1, and I got pretty far, and then I got past Anor Londo, and I was like, that's where the game ends, right? And then I turned pretty it Pretty much, off. yeah. I mean, I kind of like the Duke's Archives. Eh. I don't hate the Tomb of the Giants as much as most people. Which one's the Tomb of the Giants? I don't even the remember. The Dark I One. I blocked it out. Oh, it's, yeah. It, it's yeah. not the worst, but, like, it's not fun. I like it just fine. New Londo's... Fine. I like the boss New Londo fight. sucks. It's not the, the boss best. fight's cool, but the rest of it sucks. I like the boss fight enough, and I like the spooky Reaper guys that like suck your life out. Mm, okay, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the fucking demon ruins. Fuck that place. That's stupid. <laughs> they. Yeah, that does suck. It is well known that they didn't finish that game on time, and it is. It kind of delights me how much the demon ruins and. Lost Isolith just look like a kid scribbling out the last couple words of his homework. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. You're not wrong. Just copying and pasting the same buildings and enemies over and over again. It really is the do not forsake me, oh my darling, of <laughs> Dark Souls areas. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's but just anyway, the truth. Yes, uh, I picked up PC Game Pass because uh, it's very cheap and why not um, I tried Forza Horizon 4 for like an hour and I was like I 
you know, I'm not having very much fun with this, and I'm realizing that it's because I just want to be playing Burnout Paradise and not this. God, Burnout Paradise. I keep wanting to like slaps. hit the other cars and make them like do flips off of the track and explode, and you can't do that in this one. You can't. Uh, I still like that game a lot. What's that? I still like for Forza Horizon Four a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like it's clearly very good at what it's going for. I just don't want what it's going for. Yeah, that's fair. The Legos also add an extra weird element to it. Yeah, uh, that wasn't included in Game Pass, though, so I didn't check out the Lego stuff. Aww. But the Lego stuff does seem cool. Um, I also tried out that game Spiritfarer. Don't even know what it is. What is it? Uh, Spiritfarer is a side-scrolling kind of management sim platformer hybrid thing. The idea is you're like a little kid, and you wake up on a barge with... um, like a spirit, like a death spirit, uh, looming over you, and he's like, "Hey, okay. listen, I'm the guy in charge of like getting people across like the river sticks, basically, and yeah. I'm retiring. So now it's your job. Have fun, bye." Oh, and you just have to like sail around islands, picking up uh, spirits. They look like kind of animal people or whatever, but they're supposed to be the ghosts of dead people. And they live on your boat for a while while they kind of, like, sort through their problems and, like, find peace. And you're building uh-huh. up your boat the whole time to, like, add other facilities to it and, like, garden and cook for everybody. Because if they're eating good food, then they'll, like, be more relaxed. Easier to you, move on. Yeah, you talk to everybody. Like, when you go up to someone and open up the menu to interact with them, there's a hug button. If that gives you an idea of, like, the vibe of that game. Okay, well, now I'm off put. Right, yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured you would be by that, but... Uh, it's very, like, cute. The an- it's very, like, beautifully animated. I thought it seemed really cool until it started asking me to go collect uh, materials to craft a kitchen so that I could go collect more materials to craft a dinner. And I was like, right. oh, it's one of these. I'm good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Forza, it seems like it's doing good at the thing it wants to be. I just don't want it. You just don't want it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then what was it yesterday? Uh, Crusader Kings Three came out, and that's on Game Pass. And I've never played one of these, and now I'm playing one of these. All of my friends play Crusader Kings, and every time I see them playing, it, I'm like, "Fuck, I should play that." Uh, and then I never do. But this time, yeah, I I think I shall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is kind of like... Have you played a Civ game? Yeah. Well, that's what I like. kind of anticipated yeah. it was kind of like. It is like someone looked at Civ and said, Well, this is way too straightforward. <laughs> okay. Because, like, you know, in Civ, you have your guy, and, the, like, your leader is just, like, kind of an immortal god king that lasts forever. Yeah, yeah you that's... never worry about succession. Right, yeah, that's very much not what Crusader Kings is about. Like, I just started a new that game. That Showtime show. Yeah, I started a new game, like, an hour ago, and it immediately pops up, like, oh, hey, you're, like, a woman queen. You know, a woman queen, that's a thing. A woman uh, queen. Yeah. And you don't have, uh... Mrs. Oh, queens. Luke. What? Luke. Yeah. All women are queens. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Shut the Son fuck up. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hoisted. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it was just right away like, hey, you need to, like, go find a dude to bang so that you have children or your dynasty will die. Like, oh, okay, well, fuck. That's the uh, idea, yeah. That is the idea. Um, 
but yeah, I I've I've played it a lot yesterday, but like I've only played it for a day. Yeah. Um I had like the tutorial starts you off in Ireland and like obviously early on everything just kind of goes your way cuz they're trying to show you how the game works. Yeah. And then it eventually cut me loose and I had like one guy who worked for me who technically owned the land in Northern Ireland, but he got kicked out or something before the game started and he was like asking me to go help him take it back and I was like, "Yeah, sure, fuck it. This gr- this screen here says that we have vastly superior military, so let's go for it." Uh-huh. Um and then about like when we got close enough that like the I don't know if it's a fog of war thing, but or something like that. Uh, I saw that, oh, one of their neighbors was already at war with them, and they're way bigger than us. Well, maybe we can, like, slip in there and conquer it before they do, and then we get it. Which was not a oh, smart idea. Oh, no, that's not a good thing. To, that sounds stupid. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my king died <laughs> because yeah. of that. Yeah. And his nephew yeah. got, uh, like, wounded in a way that was going to stay with him for the rest of his life, and he was, like, 18. Yeah, that's the mood. Yeah, my king's brother took over, so at that point you just, like, play as, like, the, A you family know. member. Yeah, you, you play as whoever is the, like, ruler of your realm. Like, whoever's next in line. Yeah, exactly. You just switch over, okay, this is your character now. And uh, that guy was uh, very, like, kind and gentle and patient. He was more of a diplomat than his brother, we were doing fine. We weren't like growing, but you know, we were we were building up a treasury. Everything was going great. Yeah, I, I threw like a feast for everybody, and my spy master just murdered my wife in the middle of the feast. Bro, like, <laughs> just stabbed her in the face in front of everybody. What the fuck? I I have no idea why. As far as I could tell, he was more or less happy. Bro, he just thinks your wife's a whore. Yeah, uh, so... (laughs) That's really funny. Yep, so I tried to be like, alright, well, throwing you in jail, probably gonna execute you, but he got away when we tried to arrest him and declared war on me. Oh my god, war with who? With me! With what army? That's a great question, because guess what? He didn't have many. (laughs) He died, (laughs) he he (laughs) lost very quickly, I think he either died in the fight or I executed him after we captured him. Oh, um, that's so funny. Right. Am I very See, kind? See, this is why I want to play this game. <laughs> it's a great game. My very kind and wise king is, like, devastated. Uh, you have, like, a stress meter where when bad things happen to you, it fills up. Or when you make your character act against their character traits, it also fills up. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I did look at this dude's, uh, like, county that he owned or whatever. And I saw that, okay, he's dead. His six-year-old son inherited it, and the only other living member of his family is 72 years old. Time's gonna take care of her, and I can probably take care of this six-year-old. <laughs> so, I, you know, I was punished for killing my wife. I tried to launch an assassination plot against his, uh, practically a toddler child. You, you know want what, that though? Baby, I kind of respect it. I well, kind of gotta respect it. Here's the thing. That child mopped the fucking floor with me. 
And the way it works is you have a little meter that fills up, and initially it said, oh, this plot has a 95% chance to succeed, and like a an 80% chance that you won't get caught. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. This sounds pretty, uh, you know, locked in. But then as it progresses, it gives you little narrative boxes where you have to make choices that I didn't realize at the time affect those outcomes. So the first thing that popped up was like a carpet merchant came to my castle and was like, check out this super plush, thick rug from a foreign land. Do you want it? And my character is thinking that if I gave that as a gift to this shitty little boy, then... You know, it'll conceal footfalls of spies and assassins. They can spy on them easier. Mm. Um, but I thought, no, I mean, it's a 95% chance of success. I don't really need to... I, I don't gotta, you know, no need finesse to that number. I am already got it. I'm just gonna take this rug for myself to lower my stress. And then I closed that window, and immediately another window opened up that my spy got caught. <laughs> God. Hmm. <laughs> And then it moved on to like, oh, okay, he, the this he's now like seven years old because this takes a long time, uh, and he's going to like a reading with a an oracle. They're gonna like look at the tea leaves, but we can fix it to give him whatever reading we want to. And it gave me the choices of I can give him a good reading to lower his sense of security or to give him a false sense of security, or give him a bad reading to freak him out and that'll make him more paranoid and shit and easier to get to. And I kind of figured he's seven. He already has a false sense of security at all times. <laughs> so let's go with the bad one. And, um... I, I don't know. You did try to, like... He, he probably knows about, like, some shit went down a year ago. <laughs> uh, so I, I said, let's give him the bad omen. And, um... In response uh, to the bad omen, he decided to surround himself with guards at all times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then I think another thing happened where just, like, at every point, I was outwitted by this child. I cannot believe you got fucking Tom and Jerryed. Yeah, I got really Tom and Jerryed. Uh, and yeah, he caught my spy, I think he imprisoned him. Uh, didn't like me very much. How did that guy die? I don't even remember. Oh, right, because for so long he was unmarried. Or no, he remarried immediately, but his wife wouldn't fuck him. Damn, it do be like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so instead I had him, like, uh, courting just a a woman on his court and trying to sleep with her, and that worked out okay, except, uh, someone else on the court, like, badmouthed her, and I challenged him to a duel, and he kicked my ass, (laughs) and I died of internal wounds a few days later. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Yeah, and then the next line of succession was, uh... The nephew that got all fucked up in that one bad war way back at the beginning. And now he's like a 40-year-old man and angry at everybody. Oh my god. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. I married one of his daughters off to some jackass in Sweden just because I figured, I don't know, that's a foreign country. They'll they'll help, right? And then I guess a bunch of Swedish people died or something and all the land in southern Sweden defaulted to me. Sick! And all the Swedes fucking hated it and kept trying to throw revolts. Oh. Yeah. Less sick. I was like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I've got a bunch of kids. I'm just gonna divide up this Swedish land, give it to them. It's their fucking problem now. 
My, I've got my heir. He's gonna inherit Ireland, and all his shitty brothers and sisters will have to deal with this Sweden issue. And then my heir died, and then my king died, and now I, uh, the last time I played that file, uh, I switched over to a queen in Irish Sweden in the middle of being attacked by the Swedish army. Hate to see it. <laughs> and that's where I've left off on that. It's a well, good I game. I can't top that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, when I hear those stories, it makes me very much want to play it. Yeah, uh-huh. And then, like, sometimes, like, like I look at the map, yes. and I'm like, hmm, this uh. is... I don't know. It is, uh, so many dialogue boxes and menus and, like... Because I think every single character in the game has some kind of relationship to every single other character. Sure. So, like, this random duke in Ireland has, like, an opinion of the prince of this province in India, you know? Right. It's it's very complicated, but then that complication is kind of where all that fun, like, chaos arises out of. Yeah. To some extent, I think even if you don't really understand what's going on, you can just kind of enjoy seeing the systems interact. For sure. I, I'm enjoying it also, so far. Also, it's going to cost me like $5 to look at it. Yeah, it's on Game Pass, so... Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and listen, I, I can fuck around with games that are have way too many menus. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. That's you, Luke. Ashley. Ashley, do you want to go next? Hi. What's going on? Uh, sure. Uh, I, I've been continuing to play Dead Cells. I love Dead Cells so much, you guys. <laughs> It's a good fucking game, Ashley. It I is. told you. I it is. It is. Uh I got my first like win. Uh and so now I've been like, you know, playing again with like the increased difficulty and stuff. And it's like really going like, oh man, yeah, back to kicking my ass. <laughs> That's kind of like the thing I like about it is that when I got to the next difficulty, I was like, okay, this is challenging in a way where it's still fun, and then when I beat that one, the next one I was like, okay, this is not fun anymore. Like, yeah. this is just, this is just you being mean to me. I'm sure I'll get there, but it's going to be a bit. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I don't really have, like, a deep desire to be like, well, I got to do it the five times, and then that's not really interesting yeah. to me. Right. Um, you tell me you're not, a, like, an elite gamer? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still speaking of games with menus. I've still am playing Fire Pro. Uh, my new like thing I've like hyper focused on is downloading a lot of like custom parts in it, and then assigning it to just re- all like just trying to make wrestlers look more like themselves, but like not even wrestlers like that I truly care about. <laughs> uh-huh. No, just randos. Just kind of randos. Like, do I need to do this really? No. But, I don't know. <laughs> but you're doing it. it. It makes me feel good to, like, look at this, like, kind of generic looking dude, and then at the end of it, like, oh, it looks like that guy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. valid. Uh, mm-hmm. And someone made a Kamen Rider uh, Zero one, and so I made uh, the entire Kamen Rider Zero uh, now, when you say Common Rider Zero, do you mean Common Rider Zero One? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. I, I don't. 
Yeah, I, I have is not it lost yellow? Kamen Rider Zero. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's Zero One. Uh, that suit is sick. It is. So, yeah, I, it was fun to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I just did, like, a, well, like, let me look up what, like, Zero One does. And, like, oh, it has something called, like, a driver. Well, I'll just give it a pile driver <laughs> variation. <laughs> God. Uh, You're going to get familiar with drivers. <sighs> yeah, I am. Uh, but uh, also, I've been uh, listening to uh, Gideon the Ninth, which is a um, novel about. It's a sci-fi fantasy novel about necromancy, specifically lesbian necromancy. <laughs> specifically lesbian necromancy, um, which it is like. It, it probably it is probably just because I've been playing Dead Cells and listening to that a lot, but they yeah. kind of have like very similar like approaches to their war. Like Getting the Ninth has more of it, like and like it's more like important. Obviously. Yeah, but like the kind of joke of a lot of Dead Cells like lore bits is that the ma- the main dude just is like, eh, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Like, I'm going to sure. flip you off and then, like, leave. <laughs> um, and so the, ma- the main character, Gideon uh, Nav, is very much like that. Where she is just bored by all of this bullshit. Big, big mood. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's really funny. Like, that's, like, uh, kind of the main thing that I'm really liking about it. Um... For like at one, and I like how some put it, which is when everyone is goth in this like universe, instead it becomes much more important of where they fall on the nerd to jock scale. You're saying when yeah. everybody's goth, nobody is. <laughs> Kinda yeah, like there are still some people who are like mm, they're like extra goth. <laughs> <laughs> like the the house of the ninth, which is like where all like the main characters are from. Mm. Is basically this giant graveyard planet. Uh huh. Um. And like they are like extra goth, where like they're covered in like their ceremonial outfits are like nothing but bone. Uh huh. Like, um, it's constantly dark there. Like, there's a joke early on where like they go to another planet and they're like, "Hey, the something's up with the sky," and like, "Yeah, it's daylight." <laughs> Like, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, and, yeah, like, they decorate their own places just, like, full of skulls and shit. <laughs> and it's like, why did you put, like, spinal cords on the, like, door frame? And she's, like, aesthetic. <laughs> it's not even uh, pleasant. No, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's her look. Hmm. Um... I don't know. It's just been a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun, uh, and yeah. it continues to be. Nice. Speaking of a lot of fun, I'll, I also watched the the new Bill and Ted movie. Uh, how was that? Uh, that one, it, it is. I've recently watched like the first uh, two movies for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, and those movies are like just really good natured and like a lot of fun, uh, despite some eightiesness. Uh-huh. Uh, and the new one is basically that. It's like. Good-natured, a lot of fun. Not going to be, you know, revolutionary, but it's not set out to be. 
Right. Yeah. It's just a, a fun comedy movie with uh, Keanu Reeves. Mm. Uh, he, and the other guy. And the other guy. Winters, yeah. Uh, I, fr- I remember his last name, but not his first name. <laughs> Is it Alex? Womp Womp. Al- yeah, Alex Winters. Uh, and then they got their, their two daughters who are just exactly them. Great. That's pretty good. And that's and that's a pretty good gag. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. And if you are, like, are in a, a down mood for whatever reason in this, it's a pretty fun time. Huh. Kid Cuddy's in it. He plays himself, who is also an astrophysicist. <laughs> and Given I'm a the opportunity, for that gag. Yeah. I would simply do that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I also like the Wayne World gag, like, where Alex Cooper knows a lot about Native history. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah, that gag's just great for me. Molly! What? Jesus. What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Not a lot. I've been playing uh, Risk of Rain 2 a lot. I think I mentioned that last time. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't know if I did. I don't know if we talked much about it last time. Uh, it's it, That game's fun. Uh, fun little roguelike. I liked Risk of Rain 1 a lot, so uh, I, I played some multiplayer with a friend over the weekend, and uh, that's a good game. That's a solid little roguelike. Uh, they went from 2D to 3D, uh-huh. uh, but they did it really well. It's, it's really fun. Um, like very quickly, you learn how many maps there are, but they're, they're like the enemy and the fighting, the combat is still fun. That's basically what I'm there for. So, um, mm. fun little game. I'm still unlocking stuff. You got to unlock items and all that. Um, started Mass Effect three. That sucks. Uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I I'm not gonna talk too much about it because obviously I do different podcasts on that. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, it's not good. I like how Those every games, I like how every act yeah. of that game is just uh, let's just completely solve one of the fundamental conflicts of this galaxy forever. Yeah, each time each time you run into a storyline, it's all right. Well, let's fix it. Yep. Um. Yeah. I I really wish there was one where it's like, okay, we stopped bad things from happening today, and hopefully in the future they won't happen. But we don't know for sure. Yeah. Like Mass Effect is always just like, no, 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 you fixed it. Right. No, there's no more no more uh genophage. You did it. You're you're the fixer. You fix yep. all the problems. Perfect peace between the Krogan and the Salarians. Perfect peace between the Quarians and the Geth. Everyone knows that's how it would work, so Yep. Yeah. This unit uh... has a soul, Molly. Oh That's later in. You might not be that far yet. I'm not. I'm not that far in. Uh I finished um I finished the Citadel the first time you go there, uh-huh. uh, and you get, like, the lowdown on basically everything going on. Uh, so they've caught me up on the plot, basically. And Have you now met I'm fucking... Just... I want to call him Kylo Ren, but that's the wrong franchise. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who I mean, right? Kylang. There we go. <laughs> Cyborg Ninja Kylang. No, but he did stand menacingly in the background of a different shot. I uh, see. So I so I definitely know to be scared of him. Um, big big scary man. God, what a stupid fucking. What a bad idea. The way you described that made him sound like a Mortal Kombat character. I mean, he looks like a Mortal Kombat. He kind of looks like a Mortal Kombat character. That's the thing. Uh, actually, it's rough. It's not good. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that's. Um, I, I I am I am simply glad I never played Mass Effect. Yeah. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Kai Lang is that you know how uh, serious and spooky he is because of the way he eats cereal. <laughs> what a shame that that's not in the game. You got to read the novel for that. Uh, yeah, you had to read scene. the novel to find out that. How does he eat it, Luke? I don't know off the top of my head. It's that he breaks into someone's house and to prove how like cool and badass he is, he pours himself a bowl of cereal and eats it and doesn't even care if he gets caught. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like what Mass Effect thinks is cool. Yeah. I I thought you were going to say it was like the get out, like, separate milk and cereal. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's the Black Rainbow. You're thinking Mm. of the Coheed novel where a character does do that. Oh, my God. It's more I'm efficient, so mad Luke, you had you an example in your pocket ready to go. <laughs> uh, I love that uh, someone said like, "Oh, like that's like a metaphor for like the separation of like whites and colors." And Jason feels like like Jordan Peele was like, "Nah, like I just wanted to think of like what's the most fucked up way to eat cereal," and like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Remind me what they do. I haven't seen that movie in a while. They, uh, it's the like. The daughter that, like, you know, that the guy was dating. Right. Uh, and she has a, like, like a glass of milk with a straw and a bowl of Fruit Loops. And she'll eat some Fruit Loops and then sip the salt, like, milk. <laughs> what a nightmare! <laughs> Who does that? A horrible person. Yeah. She's. Her, that character is maybe the. She's not. She's one of the worst people. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not like, a contest. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, trying to, like, quantify it, but no, like, they're all horrible people, but, like... Yeah. I need to explicitly say that she's bad because people try to let her off the hook. What? Yeah, no, yeah. Who the fuck is trying to... Okay. Well, I don't... Why doesn't anyone other than the three of us have any fucking media literacy? (laughs) Yeah, I don't fucking know. Like, I saw an interview with the actress, and she was like... Yeah, like, everyone, like, is coming up to me with, like, trying to come up with theories of why my character wasn't a horrible racist. And, like, no, she is. She's, like, she a is. horrible person who is, like, incredibly <sighs> racist. God. I mean, Luke, if you want to, like, get this far, there are people who say that Get Out isn't about racism. <laughs> uh... Alright, this is not our Get Out podcast. No, no, this is not a Get Out podcast. We wouldn't do a Get Out podcast. Yeah, no, like, we are not the people to talk about it. <laughs> Ashley, what is this podcast? This is a podcast about the, uh, Cartoon Network miniseries Over the Garden Wall. Uh, which I like a lot. Uh, it's yeah. a... It's a show about two young kids, and they get lost in the woods, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. True. Yeah. I assume they're going to get out of the woods at the end, but we haven't gotten that far. Who knows? Uh, it was. I know that it, it was really pitched as a longer series. I can uh, see how you could Tome just make the, this go on kind of indefinitely. Yeah, called Tome of the Unknown. Hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it's basically just going to be, like, each episode is a different adventure. Yeah. As they're looking to get out, you know... 
back home. Yeah, that, that's just like rural infinity train at that point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of, like, old anim- like animation and, like, old silent films that you can oh, yeah. <laughs> crib from. <laughs> as, as they do uh, a lot in these episodes. Yes. Uh, but it ended up being a uh, kind of like a mini series. They would like show two episodes a night for five nights, uh, and for a lot of people, this has kind of become, and me included, like an autumn tradition. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and watch Over the Garden Wall. Gets me in the the autumn mood. It's you know kind of like if you don't like horror movies but like want to get into like kind of spooky october stuff Mm -hmm. it's you know good with that yeah yeah i i like it uh and i know molly you've watched it once before yeah uh i think i think you decided hey let's watch this it's midnight and i said okay and you're like, it's not that long. And I was like, okay. And then it was two hours and something. And I was like, I'm ready to die. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not. That was also when I was visiting and not staying here. And so I was like trying to cram yeah, in every... Yeah, we didn't every, have the like, most time. Yes. Like every moment of like, I want to show you this. And I want to experience this with you. And <laughs> Yeah. Not knowing I'd be fucking stuck with you. <laughs> yeah, idiot. <laughs> You fucking dipshit. Uh, And Luke, you've never seen it? I have never seen any of this show until last night. Alright. What did you know about it beforehand? I knew that uh, I'd seen, like, the designs of the two main kids, and I knew it had a reputation for being, like, not, like, fucked up, but, like, a little darker and spookier than you'd expect out of, like, a Cartoon Network thing. It had kind of, like, a... a, Almost maybe, like, a sadder, like, a melancholy kind of vibe to it, which... I don't know if that's necessarily right, but I get where, like, I got that impression from. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really about it. Alright. Like, I... I knew little enough about it that I was surprised that there was no garden wall in the first episode. <laughs> like Where I kind of, I think the, the vibe wall? I had from just like hearing people talk about it was that it was some like very insular gated community with lots of cute little cartoon characters in the woods, but like their little town is like very idyllic and beautiful, and then they end up having to leave it for some reason, and the woods are kind of scary and dark. Yeah, so that not exactly. Not exactly. That's like that's a different show. If if you di- like, if you were lo- listening to the show from a different room, you might kind of describe it that way. Yeah, I can but see it, that. It's yeah. not quite right. Um, but yeah. So, uh, do you want to just get into it? Yeah. Yeah. So it opens up with uh like a little musical segment, which I also think that a lot of people don't know that this is a musical. <laughs> Like series, sure, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a series with music for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say it exists in like a similar space to a lot of Cartoon Network shows, where like it will occasionally do musical numbers, even if it's not. It doesn't have like an obligation to drop a musical number like every like very consistently, you know. Yes, but it'll break I, into I one when it feels like it. 
yeah, I guess maybe not like a full musical, but more of like that like music is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but we get various uh, clips of things uh, seemingly at random, though some have already like kind of shown back up in the episodes we've watched. Yeah. Uh, and we get to chapter one, the old grist mill, uh, where we see yes. our two uh, main characters, uh, Wirt and Greg. Uh, Wirt, who is played by Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that on uh, uh, watching this on HBO Max because I still have that from Infinity Train, and I saw that like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, this is like you know part of his. Yeah, uh, I got so much money I don't need to worry about like what I about what I'm doing being successful <laughs> right right it's why he's like been on like an FXX show for the last like five years or whatever yeah do whatever you fucking want dude yeah like it's like him and Daniel Radcliffe are in that same boat <laughs> yes absolutely um but war is dressed up like a garden yeah, yes. he's got like a cloak and like a garden gnome hat, yeah. And Greg has big overalls and a pot on his head. Yes. A teapot, yeah. Uh, and a frog, which he is trying to think of a name of. Right, the, the, when we're introduced to him, it's just him listing off a very long list of names, of, of bad names for the frog. Awful Yes. <laughs> but I think the worst name uh, of all would be... And they're like... Shh. And th- they realize that they are real fucking lost. Yeah. Yes. They also uh, like and like Wirt is saying that he doesn't remember how they even got here. Yeah. And Greg just kind of seems like he doesn't care. Yeah, Greg is definitely like young, young kid. Greg's yeah. vibing, dude. Greg's just vibing. Yeah, That's- Greg. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, he is just kind of like along for the ride on this. Yeah, kind of the whole time. That's Greg's vibe. Yeah, uh, and Wirt, meanwhile, is reciting shitty poetry. Yeah. He's talking about, like, being heartbroken thing. or something, because he's, like, a mm-hmm. shitty, like, how old would you say Wirt is, like, 14-ish, 15-ish? Probably. Yeah, that seems right. High school-aged. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, but, like, early high school. Yeah, I would say, like, 12 to 15. Uh, and he's, you know, talking about his, his, his love lost, his, uh, and while he's waxing poetic, they come across a woodsman who is just muttering to himself and being weird. Yeah. And Greg is like, oh, we should talk to him. And then it's like, no, you fuck, you going to get murdered? Yeah. And then the woodsman walks away and he's like, nah, we should talk to him. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, but they find someone else to talk to. Yeah, there's a bird. A little blue... A little blue bird. There's a talking bird out here. And this does not seem normal for work. No. No. No, absolutely not. Yeah, bird, th- he is don't not... talk. They don't got big enough yeah. brains. Yeah. Uh, this is Beatrice, who... Uh, this is her only appearance in this episode, but she is, like, the third main character. Yeah. Uh, and she's just sarcastic. Yeah, that's kind of. She's her. just a little shit. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, Love that about Ward's her. tightly wound and Beatrice uh, fucks with him. That's basically it. Yeah. And Wirt also constantly uh, insults Beatrice accidentally. Yeah. He's like, well, you're too stupid to talk. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, like, it just, as a bird, you have a very small brain. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very, you're very weird. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Craig uh, is also uh, deciding to do, like, a Hansel and Gretel path with candies. He just yes, has so much yes. fucking candy stuffed in his pants. <laughs> he's having a great day. He's having a great day. Yeah, he's just got a bunch of, like, nondescript candy in his pants. Yeah. Um, the woodsman finds them, who uh, he is voiced by... Uh, the, he is the dude from Back to the Future. Yeah, okay, I thought that's who that was, and I was like, well, is it? Um, might be. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the name of that dude. He's also the current voice of Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts. Something something brown? Right? Yeah. Cri- Emmett, Emmett Brown? No, that's y- the name of the. Yeah, that's the that's the Back to the Future character. Nope. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's uh-huh. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. That's it. There we go. We got there. Yeah, yeah Brown's a better name. <laughs> they keep fucking. <laughs> they keep casting very old men to play Xehanort, which means they all get like one turn playing him before they pass away, and they have to find a different old man to play him. Was Leonard Nimoy that old? He, I mean, how old was Leonard Nimoy when he died? Let's find out. I don't, he had to have been in like only his sixties, right? I feel like that's true. Maybe it was his seventies. Uh, Leonard Nimoy died in his bu- 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 uh fucking just what age of death? Don't make me do math. Age eighty three. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So it goes. But yeah, the woodsman finds him and he's just like, "What are you kids doing here? Ah, it's dangerous <laughs> out here." Yeah, and welcomes them to the unknown. Which, yeah, I guess that's a pretty good name for Woods. Sure. <laughs> Fucking destiny-ass name. <laughs> <laughs> Proper noun. Uh, but he takes them to his house, which is part of a uh, mill. Yeah, he also uh, warns them that they shouldn't be wandering around alone because the beast is out here. Yes. I like that he's just like, oh, yeah, I found this place. Uh, I kind of just repurposed it. It's my place now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's hard out here. Yeah. Uh, uh, can. And he's talking about, like, oh, I need to keep the flame alight. Uh, and he's kind of talking a lot of high and mighty, and the boys are like, all right, this guy's clearly kind of fucking crazy. He's, like, ever, he's definitely like, going to murder us. We all have our lanterns we must keep burning, and mine's right here. It's a literal lantern. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. Do we, like, hit him in the back of the head, or... And, yeah, like, words like, all right, we just need to follow, like, you escape. But, like, uh, he probably knows the woods pretty well. Better, like, knock him on the back of the head. Yeah, but, like, what if we don't do it in one shot? Yeah, you're right, Greg. That's no good idea. <laughs> and Greg's just like, all right, yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Greg's just vibing. Yeah, Greg has not listened to anything that anyone has said. And he never will. Fair, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Yeah. He just has his frog under his arm, and he's just going to... Have a good time with it. Yeah. If that's my brother, no way I'm listening to anything he ever says. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you DM'd us that you remembered now that it's a good show, but you hate Wirt. I just fucking hate Wirt. He just sucks. <laughs> I like Wirt, but he does suck. Yeah, I think that's more where I am. Uh, and... Yeah, like, Woodsman's basically over here, and like, hey, if you want to fucking go, just go. You're like, you will not survive. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> care. You're weak, do- you will not survive the winter. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want, like, I'm trying to help you, but alright, what? Cool. I got my own problems, and if you want help, just stay here, and I'll, I'll try to help you, but... Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go mulch uh, these sticks into oil to keep my lantern burning. Uh... Greg kind of wanders off uh, while Wirt is just deep in his feels. Yeah. Uh, He's never not. Yes. Uh, and also Greg dispenses us with a rock fact. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, remind me of what the rock fact was. Uh, that if you soak a raisin in grape juice, it turns back into a grape. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's the moment that this show got me. Genius. Like, all right, good joke. I'm on board. And then he yeah he pulls out a little rock and makes it say it's a rock fact. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's got a little face on it. Greg goes outside to try to find his frog, and there's weird animal noises all around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, ah, this this is just my frog making weird noises. Sees the dude milling stuff, and he's like, mm, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah. Like weird black goo. <laughs> um, and he ends up falling into a barrel where his frog is. Uh, and up comes, uh, well, let's just call him the beast right now. <laughs> yeah, big old wolf with big glowy eyes. Mm-hmm. Friendo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Greg says, you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, good design. Very unnerving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not the best to look at. Uh, the, I have the, uh, soundtrack of this on vinyl, and the, like, center of the record is just those eyes. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Everything about the designs, uh, and just, like, the, the characters, the environment, everything in this show look like... If you took an old cartoon from, like, the 30s and sort of updated it with, like, more modern animation aesthetics. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, uh, the Beast looks like that. Like, Greg gives me that a lot. Like, Greg looks like he belongs in the background of, like, a merry melody. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, like, there is a lot of... I also have the art book. Can you tell I like this? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Where the series is basically heavily inspired by old, like, cartoons like Married Melodies, Felix the Cat, yeah. Betty Boop. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, if uh, Betty Boop walked into a scene, she wouldn't feel out of place. She kind of does in what, one of the episodes. <laughs> one that we watched. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also old turn-of-the-century postcards. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when postcards were just starting, and right. people didn't know what the fuck to put on them, so it was just weird. Yeah. Um, Greg, uh, through a series of things, knocks out the woodsman. 
Yeah, because yes. that was the plan a while ago, but it doesn't really make sense anymore. Yeah. And uh, he just starts spanking the uh, the beast with a the blunt end of the axe. Like the mm-hmm. handle. Yeah. Uh, they run into the mill, which is getting destroyed. There's this big chase. Yep. Uh, they end up on the roof. Uh, and Wirt realizes that it's been chasing the candy uh, that Greg's been leaving behind, so he's, like, all mad and bro. <laughs> he's like, hey, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, but they use the last bit of candy that had been stuck to uh, Wirt's cape uh, and throw it off the roof in which the beast jumps off and then gets caught in between the mill, like, the water wheel and a rock. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's like I really thought they were just gonna crush this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the animation on it is like unsettling. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it just ends up throwing up a turtle that's been covered in that ooze. Yeah, and it comes out, and oh, it's just a regular dog. Yeah, it's fine. It's Greg's totally new best fine. friend. Yeah. Yeah. And Greg comes out of the like the river that he and the dog fell into, uh, and he's like, "Hey, like, you know, he sped up that turtle. He's my new friend." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also love that the <laughs> frog is also uh, riding like straddle side of the dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the woodsman like comes to, and he's like, "Oh fuck! He destroyed him, like the house I was." That wasn't mine. <laughs> uh, and he's like, well, yeah, yeah, but we're good. We got the beast. And he's like, oh, that's not the beast, you fucking idiot. <laughs> right, no, the beast is way worse than that thing. Yeah. The beast, he's gonna kill you. So you need to, you know, go this way. And, you know, stay to the paths. Just be smart. Yeah. Which I was assuming the twist was that the turtle was the beast because, you know, the dog ate the turtle and turned into a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that is not the twist. I don't know why no. that happened to that dog. It's just fucked it, up out there. It is fucked up it, out there. It ate that dog because it had the uh, piece of candy on it. Right. That turtle and, yeah, something was fucked up with that turtle. I guess so. Uh, and, yeah, Wart tries to, like, pin it all on Greg, where he's like, you know, he had the candy trail, and he's was acting all silly, and Rudman's like, nah, nah, nah. You have to keep, take responsibility as the older brother. Yeah. Th- that you also did some whack shit. And Wart's like, I'll fix it. I won't fix it. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> I no know. ability to fix this. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the Woodman's just like, just fucking leave, and... Give that frog a good name. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of that first episode where uh, they he decides to name the frog Wurt. Yes. Yes. Which feels like a very little kid move. Child power move. Yeah. Yeah. It, and he's like, I'm going to like call you Stinky. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Wurt tries to get him, uh, him back. He's like, well, I'm going to call you Candy Pants. And he's like, man, that sounds fucking awesome. Please do. Yeah. I like how uh, Greg's voice actor does everything just because 
he's very childish, but he enunciates everything very clearly, like in a way that he shouldn't be able to. He's like, well, sweet brother of mine, I'm going to call you Stinky. Uh, he I is like played it. by an actual child. He's good. Yeah. Does a good job. I looked up because I didn't know if maybe he was also famous. He's not, but he has been in a movie called House Shark. Oh, fuck Whoa. yeah. Fuck yeah. When he finds a shark that can now travel on land Phil. residing in his home, an ex-cop enlists the help of a grizzled former real estate agent and an eccentric house shark expert to kill the beast. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Look at this poster. It, I, I'm looking at it. It's great. <laughs> Sending it in the Skype chat for you, Molly. Please do. Yeah. House shark. Yeah! House shark! It's just a giant shark bursting out of the earth to eat a house. I think that's what Blue Dragon was about. <laughs> uh, oh, he was in Krampus. That's a good movie. I've heard that's alright. Uh, second episode, uh, Hard Times with the Huskin Bee. They animate the fuck out of these leaves at the start, huh? Yeah, they really yeah. do. Like, for about ten seconds, it looks like a full-on, like, Disney movie. Yeah, like, I Look at those wonder, leaves like, how much, uh, like, making it a shorter thing and not a series yeah. was, like, story-wise, and how much of it was, like... We can, like, funnel more animation into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, like, Cartoon Network still, like, will, like, put out, like, videos and stuff of just, like, the, uh, like, kind of establishing shots of this show. Just, uh -huh. like, now. Yeah. Just because, like, they're so, as the kids say, aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like... I, I do not know enough about animation to actually say anything smart about what I'm about to say. But I, I feel like a lot of Cartoon Network shows have taken a certain type of, like, style direction since Adventure Time. Where it's all very, like, simple character models that they just kind of... It's not badly animated, but they, like, make a lot of design choices that they can, like, animate very economically and have it look good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like... Obviously, Adventure Time. I think, like, the character designs in this, at least for, like, Wirt and Greg, kind of fit into that. Like, Infinity Train has a little bit of that. Steven Universe has a little bit, but it's a little bit of a different thing. Um, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it is, like, si the first thing you do when after you design a character for animation is you simplify, simplify, simplify. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, in this show's case, like, the main characters and a lot of the side characters are very simplified, but then they put a ton of work into, like, the backgrounds and, you know, like I said, those leaves and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're walking around looking for the town that the woman mentioned. Uh, and they come across Beatrice, who is now stuck in a thorn bush. Uh, there's a, I, what I think is a very good exchange between her and Greg. Uh, yeah. Where she's like, alright, if you let me go, I'll do you a favor. And he's like... I get a wish, and she's like, no, I'm not mad, like, you know, not a wish, just a favor. <laughs> he's like, I wish to be a tiger, and she's like, again, not magic, like, doesn't need to be a magic tiger. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't need to be a magic tiger, it's another a good fucking good line. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he, uh, frees her, and she's like, 
All right, just tell me what you want me to do so I can do it and leave. <laughs> right. As a bluebird, I am duty-bound to uh, fulfill my promise. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, hey, you two are just two lost kids with no purpose in life. And Greg's into like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'll bring you to this, the, the Adelaide of the Pasture, the good woman of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And she'll take you home. And Greg's all cool for this. Wirt is like, nah, that sounds like some bullshit. Yeah. I'm just going to keep walking until I find, like, an actual town. Right. And well, then... at the same time, he's found a sign to Pottsfield. Yes. Yes. And he's like, let's just, um, we're literally a mile away from a town. Why are we going to go see a fucking, like, forest witch? That sounds like a bad idea. Yes. Uh... And so they are heading there, and she's just kind of, fuck, God damn it! <laughs> right, I gotta stick with uh, you idiot kids until I can do you a favor. Um, there's a more, uh, Greg, uh, Beatrice banter, where, uh, she's, he's like, oh, this is my brother Wart, don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Again, just very much, like, I, I do not want to be here. <laughs> yeah, and this road is, like, through a pumpkin patch, and uh, Greg steps in a pumpkin that he will keep on his foot for the rest of the episode. Delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just like the cadence Again. of, like, uh, Wirt, like, starts trying to talk, and then he also steps in a pumpkin and just interrupts his whole flow. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, extremely awkwardly tries to get it off while, like... Where yeah. it's just like, yeah, nah, nah. Like Greg is just like, oh, yeah, I'm just vibing. <laughs> right, I've just got this pumpkin foot now. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're walking around. You know, it looks like a, like, everything is very turn of the century. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like the entire village town is abandoned. Uh, Except for a turkey sleeping on top of a table. Yeah, the well, just like, the so it's a big. very big turkey, and it's just kind of like laying its head down on the table. That turkey belongs in Sekiro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a Sekiro turkey. <laughs> yeah, the turkey just like stares at him, and he's like, I'm looking for a fight. I'm gonna go. Uh, they start hearing some music from a barn, so they go check it out. Uh, and it's a bunch of people in pumpkin costumes. It looks like a bunch of creepy pumpkin people at first. It does. Yes. Uh, it definitely got some, like, Wicker Man shit going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, like, just having a good time. They're dancing with a cat. I yeah, love they're, the, like, uh, husking corn. They're peeling apples. There's, like, a maypole in the middle that they're all dancing around. Yeah, uh... Someone said to them, like, oh, hey, you need to wear your costumes. You know, it's the, it's the, we're celebrating the harvest. Yeah. And where it's like, all right, cool. It's just a bunch of people wearing costumes, not acting weird whatsoever. And Beatrice is like, all right, you're, you've clearly already bought into this cult. Right. <laughs> I need to fucking escape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, another go, person looks at Wart and says, like, hey, aren't you here a little early? And does not elaborate on what they mean. <laughs> no. Uh, and, he, yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm just passing through. And she's like, mm, people don't really pass through Pottsfield. Like, it's such a nice place most people stay. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a very creepy shot of a pumpkin man carving a pumpkin. Yep. <laughs> Don't like that. And his and head he just, just kind of to the camera. Yeah, it's unnerving. Um, and yeah, he is acting like they will give him a ride home, like someone, like I didn't even see like a wagon. I don't think they got like cars or phones, my dudes. They got that like uh, turkey-drawn carriage. That's true. Um, so they start hanging out, and the maypole starts moving. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah, and like the second that he that word's like, nah, we we need to we want to get out of here. Everyone's like, wait, who do you want to leave? You want to, you don't like our uh, village? You're here to steal our crops, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets uh, real dark, real fast. Like not well, not dark, but like the vibe. They they ruined the vibe of this party. Yeah, uh, and the top of the maple, which is a giant pumpkin, comes down. And starts speaking them to them in a low, low baritone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Enoch. Uh, it's the Oogie Boogie Man from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, it is. Yes. Um. But, but he's genial. Yeah. He he is that genial where it's like, not sure if you are, <laughs> like, nice. Actually nice, or if you're gonna fuck me up. Yeah, and he just, yeah, because he gets real ominous, and he's like, oh, you've destroyed our crops, you've trespassed on our private party, and now you just want to leave? Oh, we can't allow that, there's gotta be a punishment. <laughs> uh, but then the punishment is just, like, a couple hours of community service. Yeah, yeah just, a little he bit goes, of, just a little bit of hard labor. He does say, like, for, uh, you know, trespassing, destruction of private property, and murder... He was like, what, what, murder? He's like, no, that's me joking. But yeah, there's other two things. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, community service. Yeah. There's a little, like, montage of them doing some work. Uh, there's a guy looking out over the field with them. <laughs> yeah, and like, listen, they got balls and chains on their feet, but they're having an okay time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're just in the middle of cornfield with all of the pumpkin dudes staring at them. Yeah. And it, it doesn't stop being creepy. <laughs> no, no, but I think at this point they've kind of accepted, okay, these people are weird, but they don't mean us any harm. Yes. Yeah, like we we were very rude and did destroy some of their crops, so uh, we should probably d- do our Least due diligence. We can do. Yeah. Yeah. The last uh, job they have I, to do is to go dig some holes. Yeah, uh, I do love that Beatrice has a tiny ball and chain and a tiny shovel. <laughs> yeah. The tiny That's shovel very is good. That's <laughs> because she's very not even good. pretending to use it. She's not even trying. Yeah, I mean, like, what can she do? Like, she got I am a bird. Like, this is not happening. Yeah. Do you think they had to dig a third extra ditch for... <laughs> there was a bird skeleton somewhere else in this field. Uh, and so... Yeah, like, Beatrice is like... Uh, like... Like one war is already like no, I think this place is good. I I can I'm ready to stay here forever. Yeah, yeah. This is just gonna be our new home. It's gonna be f- pumpkin farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Beatrice is like again. You've already you've gone way too into this. Uh, and two, I think you're digging your own graves. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and we're like, like oh fuck. <laughs> that's. Ridiculous. Oh, what did you find, Greg? A skeleton? Oh, 
Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Beatrice, that's not ridiculous. We're not digging our own graves. They're just going to have us come out here every day and dig one six-foot deep hole until we've dug <laughs> up the entire field and found the treasure. Yeah. <laughs> Decamp. <laughs> uh, and he, yeah, so, like, Wart immediately freaks the fuck out and is like, oh, please unlock my these so we can get out of here using your little bird feet. And yeah. she's like, oh, now you want my help. And he's like, well, I don't want your help, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> but I will like, die otherwise, so I kind of need your help. <laughs> yeah. But don't also just don't be a dick, Wart. <laughs> right? Yeah, Wart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the pumpkin crowd shows up and asks if they're done with their work. Uh, yeah. And Wirt, thinking that they're getting ready to kill them, like, launches into the worst, like, stall story of just, no, see, we were digging these holes, and then we hit some rocks, so we had to pick those up and move them. Because you guys um, don't like rocks, right? <laughs> like, oh, no, don't, no, what, oh, who likes rocks? Like yeah, rocks no, 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 no. Sp- suppose we don't. Rocks are good. <laughs> like, word is the worst at improv, right. but... It always also kind of works for him. <laughs> right. Uh, Beatrice uses her shovel to pick at her thing and ends up freeing her and Greg, and they just run off. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, Ward thinks he's been stranded, and the skeleton in Greg's hole comes to life. Yes, and starts wearing a pumpkin that the guy had carved earlier. And surprise, surprise, they're all skeletons wearing pumpkins. Yeah. Um, and they're, again, kind of weird, kind of creepy, but they seem to be good folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not doing anybody no harm. Right. And word finally, like, yeah, runs, gets out of there. There's like, oh, don't worry. You'll be back here eventually. Everybody comes to Pottsfield sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that's spooky. Yeah. I, I told uh, Molly and Pris, but a, a Potter's Field was a old... Like, turn-of-the-century slang for a grave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll say, this episode is the one that felt the most like what my impression of the show was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of thought the show was just this, and it, it has other modes. Yes. Um, I, I will say that it, it revisits this tone again. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, they've they've fully escaped now, and... Beatrice admits that because they were going to be safe anyway, that her one her thing is not yet done, so she has to stick with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't like, actually help them escape because there's nothing to escape from. Yep. Yeah, and she's just like, please, just let me take you to fucking Adelaide of the Woods. Um, and they're like, yeah, I guess we don't have any other thing going on, so sure. Uh, and they're like, oh, why are you going? She's like, I- I'm trying to get home too. We're all on journeys. Yeah. We're all on hit PSN game journeys. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. No. We all yeah, logged into it one. at the same time and appeared in each other's games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, School Town Follies, episode three. Yeah. Uh, and which opens up with Greg just singing a song. Yeah, Greg's in a very singy mood this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and he's not, he doesn't know how to end up, he's like, alright, Beatrice, you sing the high parts, weren't you sing the higher parts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna fucking do this. Mm-hmm. 
but basically, this entire episode revolves around the fact that Beatrice realizes that if you ask Wirt to do anything, he'll do it. Yeah, and that is demonstrated yes. in this early scene by he keeps needing, he needs to tie his shoe, but every time he stops to do it, Beatrice yells at him to get up and keep moving instead of wasting time. So he won't ever fucking yeah. tie his shoe. Yeah, because she is like, chop, 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 we need to get to Adelaide right now. Sick of you fucking kids, I want this to be done with. Yeah, like, this is, you're not going to talk to me the entire time I'm here. She's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, she has a little speech with Greg about, like, <laughs> she's saying, like, listen, yeah, Wirt has to be a pushover and let everyone boss him around because the world's a bad place. And that's what you have to do to survive, Greg. Be more like him. And uh, the lesson Greg takes from that is that he, if the world isn't a good place, he needs to make it one. But, you know, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Keep it a stiff upper lip. Uh, and, yeah, Greg goes missing immediately, and Wart does not seem to be, he seems nonplussed. <laughs> At some point, how many times does he go missing and come back fine before you're just like, all right, this is just how it works. That's just who this kid is. Yeah, he's just gonna do that. Uh, they come across like, a clearing with a schoolhouse, like very old style schoolhouse. Uh, yeah. They get there uh, and Wirt is mistaken for a student, uh, which is odd because all of the students are animals. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I feel I feel like a very strong like Richard Scary vibe from this episode. Yeah, there's a Richard Scary vibe. There's also there's an old Porky Pig cartoon where he goes to school and it's like a talent show or something, and all the kids have a different like presentation they have to do. They're all like little musical numbers and stuff. This episode feels a lot like that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also apparently very based on our gang. Uh huh. That makes sense. Uh, especially, like, the kind of Greg side plot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but we get introduced to Mrs. Langtree, who's the teacher. Uh, and her her horrible boyfriend, Jimmy. The teacher has a lot of issues. Jimmy Brown. Jimmy, Jimmy Brown. <laughs> she talks like olive oil. I love it. It's yeah. great. She's great. Oh, Jimmy Brown. I can't even do her voice. Uh, but yeah, like the reason why this episode happens is, uh, she tells Ward to sit down, and Beatrice is like, "Oh no, no, no! He can't stay around here. Like we need to go. He's got no brain anyway. So yeah, come on, Ward, let's go." He's like, "Oh wait, no, I'm, I'm, I'm following orders. You know, first person said to me that I need to sit down. So <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna be passive aggressively a dick the entire way through this episode. <laughs> yep, this is so boring." <laughs> I'm surprised you did not like this one, Molly. No, this one sucks. Uh, the I teacher is enough of a fucking weirdo that I like this one. No, I no, I. To be clear, the episode's fine. Wirt is just the worst. I can't fucking stand this kid. Sure. Shit heel. Uh, I think one of my favorite lines in the show comes up where Beatrice says, listen, bluebirds have a very short lifespan. You're literally killing me right now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, they see Greg through the window so they know he's fine. Uh, right. Mrs. Well, Lynch, she go- 
because uh what i already forgot her fucking name the bird beatrice beatrice Beatrice, thank you popped right out of my head anyway um beatrice goes okay but we need to leave because you don't know if your brother's okay or not and then greg immediately taps on the window and waves and he's like yeah see he's good we could stay it's all good Yeah. yeah uh that was funny yes we get our first mention of the wild gorilla on the loose yes um and mrs langtree starts going into her her whole song about her problems. Yeah, it's an alphabet song where she teaches you the yeah. alphabet. Uh, in the like official soundtrack, they wrote this entire song. Great. She goes through the entire alphabet and some numbers. Wonderful. Um, but yeah, she sends work to the dunce box. But you know, yes. he's already kind of got the hat. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Dunce Box, I know, was like 100% a thing. It's just so ridiculous to see. Someone uh, somewhere had a Dunce Box for sure. Yeah. Um, I great. Gotta love that old fashioned education uh, idea where, oh, let's just shame children. Let's just, yeah, how many I complexes mean, can we give a child? They're still kind of doing it. Still kind of doing it. They haven't gotten away from it completely. Uh, The idea of like, oh, you talked in class. Now you have to sit in the corner with a big stupid hat that says dipshit on it. (laughs) Go to the dipshit corner. Um, but yeah, like I, I saw someone recently talk about it, but. It is just kind of fucked up that we just all accept that we're going to have nightmares about school for years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of seems uh, like maybe school should be better than it is. Yeah. Uh, Greg is hanging out with some uh the rebels, the ne'er-do-wells. Right, the kids that skip school. Yeah, which is a possum, a raccoon, and a deer. And, like, they're not animal people, really. Yeah, like, but they're not. Like they can not. stand on behind legs sometimes, but other than that, they are just animals with clothes. Yeah, like explicitly, like especially the ones in the schoolhouse are like explicitly. These are just animals that we are teaching to learn how to read and write. <laughs> yeah, it's I think good. Later on, they literally say, "Oh, I built this school so I could teach animals to wear clothes." Uh, so they play a game of two old cat. But they find a two old cats. <laughs> they, they just hunt through the bushes for old cats. It's delight. It, it's good. <laughs> yeah. They give the the two old cats some milk. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, I was looking through the, my art book in preparation to have all types of fun facts. Uh-huh. That's what I do. Uh, and originally, one of the kids, one of like the people in the uh, schoolhouse, was a kid dressed up as an animal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> kind of wish they kept that in. Yeah. Um. The they find uh, the gorilla, who definitely looks like an early like m- silent movie version of what a gorilla would be. That or um the abominable snowman from the Rankin Bass Rudolph. Yes. Uh. Yeah. It's very much like. This is not, like, what this is supposed to look like, but it, like, evokes it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
they end up accidentally in the bell. It's um, lunchtime. They're just given nothing but uh, mashed potatoes, no salt, no seasoning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. H- hate to see it. Greg hates to see it. And so he decides to spruce it up with a song and some molasses. I love He goes over to the teacher playing a sad, sappy song on the piano. He just goes, here, teacher, play something like this. And just matches on the keys. And she plays, like, a nice version of that. And he's like, mm, close, but we'll take it. Right. <laughs> Not what I wanted. Yeah. And then he sings a delightful musical number about potatoes and molasses. Yes. Which is a disgusting what? sounding combination. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds like the word. It it does sound like something that, like, you would find in, like, a book in, like, the turn of the century, and you'd be like, oh, you know, like, for yeah. a treat we had potatoes and molasses, and I'm like, ugh. It is, I want to know what the fuck happened, because you can find even ads from, like, the 60s of, like, Thirsty? Why not pour a can of Campbell's soup into a glass and drink it? <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm sure that in like 50 years, people will look back at some of the shit we do and yeah. be like, what the fuck? Uh, I do appreciate how slowly they animate the molasses. Yeah. He's really just like pumping it, trying to like get it to come out. I thought the joke was going to be that he just smothered the potatoes, but no, he just has a little droplet on there. Yeah, uh, yep. everyone's singing and playing instruments, uh, and one person hurls a uh, thing of potatoes and molasses towards the gorilla, which just like has like risen up behind in the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're having a good time until uh, Mr. Langtree comes in. The, the financier of this here establishment. Yeah, and the teacher's dad. Yeah, and he's like, I, you know, gave you, I, you know, gave my money to this school to, you know, teach animals to wear clothes and read, not play instruments. Yeah. Another impressive thing that they are doing. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't give a fuck, though. Nope. <laughs> Foolish you man. Get, you get a very good sad shot of a... Uh, pig trying to wear pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, he takes away all the instruments. There's a very sad cat. Yeah, he's, he's taking all the fun away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they send them off to bed, and they're all in their little PJs, including Greg and Wirt, who did not, they do not go here. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard to get a robe. Yeah, I, I like for Greg it makes sense, but Wirt is a, a taller boy than. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, that it's inexplicably nighttime now. Yeah. It's like, well, like, yeah, that, this is where the story is, so. Uh, I do like the one joke of everyone tucks themselves into bed except the dog who does the dog thing. Yeah. Curls up at the end of the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Words like, I think I like. I don't know if I'll ever like stop doing this to be petty to you. Right. I could just do this forever. Uh, and Greg takes that to be like, you're right. We shouldn't give up. We should find a way to have the school be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Words just immediately like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Again, pushover. Um, and I. 
Greg ties together all of his bed sheets. It is a one-story uh, schoolhouse. Yeah. It is probably a one-foot drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they find the uh, the dad alongside the that he is sleeping out in the woods, and his uh, previously huge coat that made him look huge is revealed to be just like kind of like a. Just a coat and a weird tint. It is huge, but he's small. Yes. He is small. Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, I've put all my money into that thing for her. You know, like, but now after her boyfriend Jimmy Brown left, ran away, and that runaway gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to sell these instruments. Uh, and what's like, He's not oh, really no. a bad guy. He just is poor. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gave all his money for his daughter's like passion project, uh, and then he shouldn't Greg's have. Like, it was a bad passion project. Yeah, it's not a good call. It's not a good call. I mean, like it kind of works out. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Greg's like, "Ah, all right, let's steal from him. <laughs> let's just straight Fuck up yeah. rob this fool. Let's rob this <laughs> yeah. fool. Fuck yeah." Uh, and yeah, they wake up the next day and they are putting on a benefit concert for the school. Yep. Uh, and they're like, oh, this is so good. And then the gorilla attacks, but it's not a gorilla. It's no. old Jimmy Brown. It's old Jimmy Brown. <laughs> He's he got a circus a, performer who was wearing a gorilla suit and he can't get it off because everyone's too scared of him to help. Yep. Uh, and he talks like Hank Hill. Yeah. Is he Hank Hill? I'm not sure. Ah. Um. But yeah, he's like, "Hello, darling. I just, you know, went to this. You know, was at the school. So I could buy that wedding ring. <laughs> and it all ends up fine. And uh. Oh, it's uh the, it's Thomas Lennon. He the dude from um, Reno nine one one. Okay, yeah, I know him mostly from uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, I can see that now. But he he is a like splitting voice image of yeah Hank Hill in this. <laughs> I really thought it was the Hank Hill guy. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a big everybody dances and plays music ending and yeah. Beatrice and Ward on the side. They're like, eh, we'll, we'll let Greg. We'll just kind of chill for a bit. We need to. We don't need to be so quick to everything. Yeah. Uh, next episode. Uh, the lan- the songs of the Dark Lantern. Songs of the Dark Lantern. Uh, where, after a uh, getting sidetracked uh, by hitchhiking on a. Uh, Random cart that this dude was, who was like you know gone way of course because he was scared of the beast. Yeah. Mm. Um. They end up at a tavern. Uh. Wurtz uh wants directions. Greg's super hungry. And Beatrice. <laughs> so hungry. He's so hungry. There, yeah. There's a good bit of like they keep on like saying things like you know like like duck and like you know like mm, duck. And yeah. Like you know like oh that guy's you know. Nuts, like mm, duck nuts. <laughs> and like yeah, when, with him acting bananas, mm, banana nut duck bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so they uh, head into this tavern. There's a there's a big old dog. I love this fucking dog. Big dog. It's just a big this, sleepy dog blocking the door. This, this dog is truly just vibing. This dog is the most uh, friend-shaped thing I've seen in years. <laughs> uh, so they are like, all right, yeah, that's cool. They sit down. Um, immediately, the um, owner of this inn starts shooing away Beatrice, and she does just sound like Betty Boop. Yeah, like it also kind of looks like Betty Boop if she took that bonnet off. Yeah, she's basically old Betty Boop. Yeah. Uh, and she she's just like, Shooing away, like, oh, Bluebird's good, bad luck. <laughs> like, no, Bluebird's good luck. Good luck, bad luck, don't want any of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not interested in any luck. Uh, and I just really like Beatrice. is like, curse you, lady, curse you. Like, I'll outlive you, and one day I'll laugh, laugh. <laughs> Damn, I thought she it's had like, a short lifespan, though. Yeah. What gives, Beatrice? <laughs> She's just hoping this lady has a shorter lifespan. <laughs> right. Praying to God. This also starts the running gag that goes throughout this episode that every time they cut to Greg, he has a different plate of food. Yes. <laughs> and the plates on their table just slowly stack higher. Yeah, they never pay for that, which is fine. Yeah. Whatever, I think these folks can handle it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they ask him who he is. Right. And he's like, well, I'm Wart. I'm like, no, who are you? Again, Wart. <laughs> right. And but no, 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 no. See, everyone here has a job. They're like, like I'm the tavern keeper. That's the baker. Here's the the tailor. That's got the a butcher. Th- yeah, the master and the apprentice. So who are you? Uh, the midwife who just coughs up a fish. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, and the apprentice and the master. The master does have the apprentice on a leash. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And yeah, like they're Sarah. Who are you? And he's like, God, yeah, I don't like labels. I'm, you know, just figuring myself out right now. I'm a kid. Yeah. I am, in you fact, know, a kid. On me. <laughs> you know, gonna go away for a year, have a <laughs> have a gap year. Uh, we're introduced to the Highway Man. He's the Highway Man. He's the Highway Man. Who, it, this is definitely like Betty Boop. Yeah. Like, rotoscope drawings. Yeah. But, like, uh, again, filtered through, like, modern Cartoon Network art style. Yes. Where it's like, oh, he is, like, moving in a way that, like, is obviously way more smooth, but, like, makes his body act in weird ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure there's some fisheye there. <laughs> yes. Uh, Beatrice is outside talking to a horse which ha- who has lipstick? Yeah, they don't really clarify what was on the horse's mouth. No. I thought it was going to be blood. she asks if it's wearing lipstick, and then it licks its lips to get up whatever it is off. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's just, like, some type of, like, fruit juice or something. Probably. Sure. Uh, we've learned more about this horse, and he's a, he's a ne'er-do-well, but not a bad horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg is... Still inside, just eating fucking everything. Hell yeah. Uh, Wirt is, has become, well, one is just overcome by anxiety of asking anyone anything and has been struck by uh, a midlife crisis early on in life. 
Which is kind of his whole character, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's his whole deal. He sees uh, an old man, like, painting figurines by the fire, and is like, oh, hey, a nerd like me. Maybe I can get help from him. He'll understand me. <laughs> yeah, and he asks him to, for, uh, like, directions to get to Adelaide, which then convinces the figure, the figurine maker that, like, oh, you're not the some dipshit. You're, uh, <laughs> you're the, the, the young lover. The lover. Yeah, the young lover. Uh, and he sings a whole song about the marriage that they're going to have for him. Yeah. Uh, which again is longer on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it like cuts to outside and Beatrice uh, starts hearing singing from the woods. And she's like, well, I can either stay here with this horse, uh, who is not helping me. Or I can go talk to this woodsman and maybe see, you know, he he's in the woods a bunch. Right. Maybe he'll he knows know these woods. Uh, they then all turn to uh, inside. They all turn to Wart and they ask him for his love song. <laughs> They're very insistent that he sing him uh, their his love song. Right. So he breaks into song, but uh, he just sings a very bad. Like song with no tune about how he needs directions. Um, they just gave uh, Elijah. They just let Elijah Wood see the lyrics right before he recorded this. And the main dude and the kid who plays uh, Greg, uh, just constantly shout at him, "Sing your song, lover boy," and <laughs> threw things at him. <laughs> God, terrific. And, like, in, like, the, like, commentary in the art book, like, the, Pat McHale, the creator, is like, did I need to do that? No, probably not. Did I enjoy doing it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, in the song, he reveals that, uh, Greg is his half-brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his, uh, his dad remarried. Uh, I thought it was his mom remarried. Oh, you might be right. I might have it backwards. Yeah, but he does a big thing, and people immediately see it as a bunch of symbolism. Yeah, I like, like, hey, that wasn't a love song, but the tailor's, like, bursting into tears. No, it's a metaphor. Good joke. Uh, and they they realize that he is not the lover, he is the pilgrim. Yes. On a, on a sacred quest. Um, Wart has ate all of the food, uh, Greg has ate all of the food in this place, and so they decide it's time to go. Uh, as they're telling stories, uh, Wirt mentions the Beast, and everyone's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You, Jesus. You, you met the Beast. And he's like, oh, yeah, but, like, the woodsman, you know, with the lantern, he helped us. And they're like, no, the, the, the one who carries the lantern is the Beast. Right. And they point out, like, like, oh, you oh. took his advice, and now you're more lost than ever, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Which... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... I think they realize that Beatrice is missing, or they, like, hear a scream? Yes, they hear her scream. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they... Uh, work takes off along with Greg. Uh, oh, there is a a very good joke where, like, the he's like, all right, I, I need directions, though. And the apprentice is like, you don't need directions, pilgrim. You just gotta follow the directions in your heart. 
And where it's like, no, I really do need the directions, though. I really they, would appreciate that would some help quite here. I'd appreciate it. Please, somebody, God, please, <laughs> yeah. just point in a direction. I just need a normal human being who is not weird. Um, so Wart steals this horse and just runs off. Or gallops off. Yeah. Uh, he finds uh, the woodsman who is chopping down these weird trees with a bunch of faces on them. Mm. Uh, that are, like, oozing that black liquid we saw before. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, Wirt sees Beatrice out on the ground, and he's like, <gasps> he's like, you are the beast. You're you're trying to, you know, turn her into a tree or something. <laughs> Not uh, a lot of conclusions being jumped to, but okay. Listen, he's... A lot of weird shit's happened to him. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh... Greg knocks him down, and the lantern falls, uh, and the tree is lit a flame, and they escape while the woodsman is like, oh! Yeah. Um, after they escape, they're like, alright, uh, Beatrice wakes up, and she's like, oh, thanks for saving me. I actually just ran into a tree. That's... <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah, I... Never saw the woodsman. He, I just ran into a tree. <laughs> gonna just gonna come out and say that. <laughs> Be honest here. Uh, and they're like, "All right, don't worry. We got uh, directions from Fred." And like, who's Fred? Oh, uh, Fred the horse. Yeah, I love that the horse could talk all along and had just chosen not to. Until he just didn't now. want to. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, and his, what he says is nice to horse your acquaintance. <laughs> nice to horse your acquaintance. Delightful. <laughs> Fred, you're um, all right. Uh, and then we get back to um, the woodsman who is like picking up the lantern, which is like just barely a, a, a flame. Yeah. Uh, and a shadow creature comes from the woods. Yeah. Uh, and that is the beast. I like the beast. <laughs> beast is cool. Yep. It yeah, is not the, the at beast... all like, you know. You know, ferocious or whatever. It's just very calm. It's like, why not let me hold the lantern for a little while? Uh, it is a it is a uh, c- character that you would create in, as the main villain in your D- in your games. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> He's every villain I've ever written. Um. Yeah, but all you see is like two like blazing white eyes, uh, and like a black outline. And, like, it looks like it has, like, tree antlers. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yes. Um, yeah. The, uh, just to continue boasting about my merch having, <laughs> uh, the, the vinyl I have has a, like, the inside is, like, a drawing of, like, Wirt and Greg alone in the woods. Like, most of it's black, but if you, like, tilt it at the right angle, you can see this, like... Uh, the imprint of the the beast. That's really good. Um, but yeah, so apparently the woodsman is not the beast. He has fought the beast before to to get the lantern, which currently has his daughter's flame. Yeah. Or maybe he is the beast, and it's like whoever's holding the lantern is like the one that exists or something. Yeah, it's just they have something going on between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, the, the woodsman just yells like, Beast! and uh, the beast starts singing what uh, Beatrice was hearing before, which is chop the wood to light the fire. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, last episode for this one. Yes. Uh, which is... Uh, Mad Love, the classic Harley Quinn <laughs> Batman <laughs> the Animated Series story. <laughs> That's it. It's this one. This one's just fucking goofy. Yeah, this yeah. one's just a goof. Uh, it, The guest star for this one is John Cleese. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, and basically they have found this old man who is extremely rich uh, from T. Who seems to have done bad shit. <laughs> yes. I think it's a I mean, line he is later, rich. like, have you had any idea what these filthy hands have done? Yes. Uh, but he is very silly. He's, you know, putting his feet up in his food. Uh, and they have convinced him that Greg and Wart are his two nephews so that they can get some money out of him. Yeah. Uh, Beatrice says it's just for uh, the toll for the ferry that to get them to Adelaide, which is just two cents. But her and Fred want to steal a lot more. Yeah. And there is the very good line of, like, you know, we just we just stole a horse. Like, no, Fred's a pe- like Fred can talk. He came with us willingly. Yeah. Uh, and Fred just goes, I want to steal. <laughs> yes. It's really good. I like Fred. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, the Pendercott, uh who is the John Cleese character, uh, starts talking about how his house is so big that sometimes he doesn't know even where he is. Yeah. Uh, and eventually says that he has seen a ghost in here once. Uh, a ghost that he has fallen in love with. I hate it when I fall in love with a ghost, dude. Nah, Sucks every worst. time. The true goth girl. <laughs> Greg is being a very good nephew for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's just like, hey, hey, I want to help you out. <laughs> you seem to be having a, a hard time here, so I'm just going to do, do you a solid. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go uh, and, to the room where you saw the ghost with the painting, and we're going to confront it. Mostly just because I want to see a ghost. <laughs> yes, there's um, what he calls him, Unky, which I think is adorable. Yeah. Uh, to him, he's like, yeah, like, like, how do we know the ghost is real? Like, what if I'm just going insane? He's like... Well, listen, I know the ghost is real, because I really, really want to see a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Ryan uh, with our voice. <laughs> that's the rich guy's thing, is that it's not that he's a- afraid of the ghost, it's that he's afraid if they go and look for the ghost and don't find it, it proves that he hallucinated the ghost, and he's losing his mind. Yes. Uh, so they agree to let uh, Greg and the uh, Fred... Uh, distract him with this ghost thing while Beatrice, and mostly Beatrice, uh, and Wart, uh, rob this old man blind. <laughs> yeah. By which you mean, they're really just looking for two pennies. That's all just they two, really need. Just tuppence. It, just tuppence. Um, they are just breaking apart everything, though. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. end up in an, uh, armoire, uh, and end up getting locked into it. 
again, and another very good Beatrice moment where it's like, mm, seems like we're locked in here. Like, guess we have to talk to each other. Help! Help! Yeah. Um, Beatrice says to check all of the pockets and also the coat lining uh, because someone may have sewed the money into the coat. Right. Greg's like, that seems really over the top and like no one would ever do that. And she's like, well, I did it. She's like, oh, you, oh, you wear clothes? Like little birdie vests and really little birdie rivets? <laughs> she's like, going out as a human, dipshit. And I like, yeah, Ward's like, oh, I, I didn't know that, right? I, I don't think I didn't knew that. <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell me that before, right? I didn't forget that? Yeah, like, it definitely feels like someone, like, all right, like, you could have said that beforehand, and I, I, I might have just lost it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she, she used to be a human. Um, and she's like, hey, listen, if you, if I tell my deep dark secret, you gotta tell me one of yours. And, or it's like, uh-uh, no way, too deep, dark, too deep. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and eventually they, there's a secret passageway at this place. Uh, meanwhile, we're getting, like, cuts back to, um, Greg and Endicott. Uh, and... Greg is just doing the, are we there yet, but with paintings. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Beatrice tells uh, Wart that, like, all right, yeah, my I threw a rock at a bluebird once, and it cursed me and my entire family, and now we're all bluebirds. And that's why I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, Adelaide of the Woods' house, because she can turn me back. Hey, wait, did, is the tavern lady going to turn into a bluebird? Because Beatrice cursed her. Oh, damn. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I doubt I, it. I don't know. I don't know if Beatrice is an actual... She, as you said, she is not magic. That is true. Uh, I think this was a magical bluebird. Yeah. Some sort of forest spirit. I can tell that you love being the one that knows the answer. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> um, but, uh, and Ward's deep dark secret is, I like a girl. <laughs> That's it. He's got a crush on a girl. Teenage And he plays suck. clarinet. And Fuck Beatrice it. is so mad. Like, Beatrice is like, playing clarinet on. isn't a secret. Like, <laughs> you goddamn child. Um... But they end up in a, uh, like, coming out of that secret passage into another room, and where it's like, wait a minute, this isn't the Rococo inspiration of, you know, this is more of a Baroque style. Yeah. Just suddenly knows architecture. Which, yeah, that reads to me as, like, something a kid would know. Like, 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 oh yeah, you're a weird kid who has, like, a weird special interest. Yeah. Like, uh, in another way, you'd just be a, a kid who knows the make and model of a train. Right, yeah, by. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they are in what is starting to look like... Uh, yeah. They are going through the tea uh, garden, where he keeps all of his tea, and Fred the horse is starting to get suspicious of Endicott. Yeah. Um... 
that he think is, he, uh, like, this lady was the rightful owner of the mansion and Endicott murdered her? Yes. Uh, which he kind of explicitly states later. It's like, you know, it looks like there's a struggle, a violent struggle. Um, but now they end up, the lady shows up. She's not a ghost. Uh, she's a real person. It turns out there there's two people who both own tea companies who have very large houses that were so large they connected to each other. Yeah. The fuck these two. Death to right. these two. Burn this fucking house down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guillotine for both. Yes. Um, this was apparently inspired by a dream that this dude had. All right. The, the creator had where he was like, oh, yeah, like I had a dream. I was like looking at this house and I like found a secret passageway and I just kept going through it. And I realized at the same time I was both lost and in someone else's house. <laughs> that sounds like a dream someone had. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, it's a, you know, overall happy ending. Unfortunately, there are no guillotines. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know how happy the ending is. The rich people are alive still. Yeah. And they get together. Yeah. yeah. They find happiness together. Fuck that. Yeah. This is, this is a true merger. They can't even do us the courtesy of being existentially terrified by their own wealth. Um, but yeah, they give, uh... Work two cents or Greg two cents to start his fortune. He, you know his number one dime. Yeah. Uh, and then Greg immediately turns around and throws them into the fountain. God damn it, Greg! I, I I was saying like I think the one moment like Greg's like very kiddiness doesn't work for me when he's like, I got no sense at all. Yeah. It's like, mm. like I buy him just immediately throwing them into the fountain. Right. But, like, I don't know. Like, like, it's one of, like, the parts of this show that, like, kind of rings false to me. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, okay, you just did that, so in the next episode there's going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or, no, he's doing a joke about yeah. how he has no sense. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's doing it for a bit without thinking about the consequences. That is a thing a kid does. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, and I also have done things for the bit without thinking of consequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many a times. Uh, this is also sadly where we leave Fred, who has gotten a, a quote-unquote real job. You're good as a con man, Fred. You should stay to that business. Yep, should have stayed. As a con horse. Uh, but that's it for uh, this front half of Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got some questions. Oh, let's answer some questions. Uh, I asked for people to ask us about uh, being lost harvests in spooky woods. Uh, from at Chum Percival, do you like carving pumpkins? It's alright, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty neutral on them. I think I may have never carved a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah you're fine. You're not missing out on much. <laughs> I might have carved one as a small child. Yeah, um, I mean, listen. Not much going on there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the type who gets, like, super into, like, all the designs and stuff. I'm usually just like, boop, 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 face. Right. Boop, 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 mouth. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also asked if we ever lived near any spooky woods. No, I'm a city girl. I live next to a graveyard. 
That's, that's like not spooky woods. Spooky. It's not woods, but like there is kind of a, a tree line that we called woods, even though they definitely weren't. Uh, and then there was an empty field, and then right past the empty field was a graveyard. And then right past the graveyard was a Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> the true, the true scary woods, right? Um. But um, I I have not stayed near any spooky woods. The nearest I would have to woods is palm trees. Uh huh. Um, but I have vacationed at a lot of Spooky Wood locations. Yeah, you probably uh, searched for that in the vacation package. Like, how haunted are these woods? Yeah, uh, well, uh, my dad's childhood home, uh, where I would often stay, uh, had a giant uh, woods along the backside of it, and me and my cousins would just walk through those for day for not for days, but like yeah, days, multiple days, returning to the home at the end of it. <laughs> You know what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. At one point, I found my dad uh, and his brother's old treehouse. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and then someone bought that land and is trying to sell houses on it, and that was when I learned <laughs> that property is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also, one of my uh, aunts lives next to an abandoned house. So that's cool. Um, from at Smoothie Two D, what's your favorite part of about fall? Uh, uh, my fucking birthday! Hell yeah! <laughs> Halloween, that's very good. I just like it when it's cooler. That's yeah, all. that's the main thing—the temperature. Yeah, like autumn is the perfect. It is both like cloudy, it's cold, it's rainy, it's all good. Like that's all all the weathers that you want. Yeah, like I like a winter. Snow is great. I get a little sick of winter by the end of it. Fall, I don't really get sick of. No, fall's great. Yeah. From at Michael Healy 18, what's the worst place that you've ever gotten lost? Huh. Uh, How lost have I gotten? You two got lost on the way here. That is true. Yeah. That we was did go bad. to hell in like, yeah. Montana. Yeah, I don't know That's that I've ever... Always, where I always knew it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm too anxious to get lost. Right. That's that's my thing. I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering right, I got lost. Uh, my parents went to a casino in Las Vegas, and they brought me along. Great. And I'm pretty sure I got lost on the floor. Yeah. Which, I like, that's like a moment where, like, child services, like, is like, hey, do you have a problem? <laughs> Uh-huh. And I know we were just in, in town and our child likes to run away very quickly. Uh, yeah, I remember going to like a department store with, I think it was my grandma, and she kept telling me not to wander off, and I kept doing it anyway because I was like five. Um, so eventually when I wandered off, she hid from me <laughs> to prove her point that I shouldn't wander <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. Good Damn. call. <laughs> Owned. Did she make you put the dunce cap on afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she had, I, she had a stick with, like, a padded lacy cushion on the end that was her paddling stick. I don't think she ever actually paddled anybody with it. Uh, it was just there for, as a threat. And I just remembered that she also called it Molly. 
And anytime you were bad at her house, she would threaten to go get Molly. I feel like I knew about this one. I think I've told you about this before. Yeah, not good. Still don't like it. From Ant That Fire Princess, what, who's your favorite character so far? I, I, I've i already watched this, but Beatrice is my favorite character. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Beatrice. Uh, Beatrice is definitely the most like well-rounded character. I enjoy Greg's antics. I do enjoy Greg a lot, which is not the character I usually enjoy in yeah. these shows, but he's 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 got a charm. He's cute. I and do he's th- funny. I do sanction his buffoonery. I do. I I would yes. Um, from at Pirate Burger, what's your favorite fall uh, activity? <sighs> I don't know if I have a specific fall activity. I, I yeah. mean, I went to the uh, the. I guess it is just a pumpkin patch. I went to a corn maze the other year. That yeah. was pretty cool. Got some popcorn. I remember being really into the idea of like haystack mazes as a kid, but being extraordinarily allergic to hay. Yeah, not That's good. That's problem then. Just being lost in a dark labyrinth, uh, like can barely see or smell, just dripping snot everywhere. Not a good time. No. I did a like very intense hedge maze, like a one where it's like, all right, we have this like flag that you have to carry that if you get lost, <laughs> oh jeez, like raise this flag, <laughs> and we'll come and get you. We'll send someone in. <laughs> God, it kills me that people can know a maze that well. That's fucked up. I mean, I mean, the- they also they probably the- will have like a map. I mean, like still. They probably have a map, uh, they've probably done it a million times, and also, the secret is that it's impossible to actually have a hard maze if you just hold your hand on the left wall the whole time. Alright. It, like, it, that might take a while, but you are bound to walk the entire maze if you never pick your hand up off the wall. Yep. Uh, I learned that from the Ronald McDonald, uh, Halloween special. I learned that Thanks, from Ron. computer science class, and it broke a lot of video games. Anytime a game is like Here can you get through this crazy labyrinth Like yeah yeah I can actually I can (laughs) Uh, I don't know why but I'm Finding the image right now that uh, Of Them pull like a guy going Into a corn maze with like a rope Tied around him (laughs) (laughs) Really funny And then also the image of them pulling the rope And it just coming off like frayed at the end Yeah like, oh no, <laughs> we've lost them. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything other than, like, corn. Ma- like, I guess, like, when I was a kid, like, trick-or-treating was cool. Yeah. I um, just like the vibe of fall. I don't need to even really participate yeah. in it. I just like it being around me. Mm-hmm. Um, from at Tabletop Camera, uh, say you somehow came into possession of hundreds of pumpkins. Somehow. What would you do with them? Lexi, do you have a pumpkin problem? <laughs> Lexi's done a couple pumpkin pro- uh, crimes in her day. All right, all right. Um, make the biggest pumpkin pie I can. Hmm, yeah, like yeah. honestly, it's all pie, baby. The I I've talked about this before, but uh, my dad's hometown has a uh, pumpkin festival every year. Yeah, uh, where people make giant pumpkins that are. Crimes against God and suffer for their sins. Uh huh. Yeah. They they no longer look like pumpkins. <laughs> uh, 
And they also make pumpkin donuts, which are delicious. Ooh, yeah. More. Uh, and also they make a huge pumpkin pie every year. That's awesome. God, um, pumpkin my pie. answer is carve each one into a jack-o'-lantern uh, and leave them on my door, uh, every one of my neighbor's doorsteps uh, facing inward with a note in its mouth uh, with the spookiest thing personalized for each of them. Oh, you would be like you would be like the guy who had like the the CRT monitor yeah. on his head dropping off. Yeah, you'd be that guy, but for pumpkins. I want to be that guy when I grow up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, there you was a guy. That guy? <laughs> Actually, there was a guy who people were catching on their like doorbell cameras. He oh wore, yeah, that dude. Yeah, he wore a TV on his head and just went around dropping old CRTs on people's doorsteps. That dude rules. That dude That's is good fucking shit. awesome. I don't want to do any more research on that guy in no. the hopes that, like, I never want to know anything about him. No, I want that to believe that he was really watcher. some kind of, like, whimsical sprite. Yeah, a fey creature. Yeah. Yes. I had, th- uh. tangential to this, I just remember in, like, high school, I had the idea of, you know, there's a lot of people that suck in the world, wouldn't it be great if you could hire a service and you just give them the address of a person you don't like and they just go up, ring the doorbell when someone answers, they just say, hey, fuck you and then leave. It's a really low-stakes version of the Death Note. Yeah. I just like the idea of, like, hey, someone fucking hates you and we're not telling you who. Just know that someone's out there hating you. Oh, that would... The thing is that I would have the worst anxiety just waiting for that person to show up. Right. Not a good service. No, no, it's um, a terrible idea from top to bottom. Yeah, uh, I keep on mentioning my dad's hometown, which is weird, but I also recently learned that during my dad's youth that there was a guy who just kept on sending, uh, like, ransom-style letter, like, you know, like cut-out magazine-style letters uh, to random people revealing their secrets. Like, saying, like, oh, hey, I know this, this, and this about you. Uh-huh. And no one ever caught him. <laughs> Fuck God. And I'm like, wait, why did I never? Why did you never tell me about this? And he's like, oh yeah, like I didn't really pay attention to it as a kid. <laughs> um, from at rush of nowhere, if you were in some sort of hypothetical tavern where everyone uh, had a job title, what would your job be? Uh, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm asking, how do you make ends meet? Right. Uh, I am the fool. <laughs> Can I just be a jock? Yeah, I dance and jingle jangle for the king's amusement. <laughs> Can I get paid doing jock shit? <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah, probably. Sure. I'm the um. What's a? What's like a fucking weird old timey job I could do that I'd be good at? Do you think? That would be very funny if you're just like, oh yeah, I'm IT. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm the technician. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> now coming down to the ring, the technician. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> sure, I guess that's what I'll right. go with. All right. <laughs> um, from Book Queen 96, what's the best Halloween general fall festival y'all been to? Uh, I don't mm. know if I've really been to one. To I remember going... I don't know who 
it was some friend of a friend that I got invited to go to some kind of harvest festival at their, like, place. And it was just, like, their grandpa had, like, a couple acres of land, and they had, like, a hayride, and, like, oh, like, once it turns midnight, we're gonna go through a spooky walk through the woods. That kind of thing. I don't know. It was alright. I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, I did went to Halloween Horror Nights once, and it was very scary. Yeah. Mm. Halloween Horror Nights is my, like, kryptonite. Because they're just theme parks, but scary. Right. Damn. Don't like Fucked it. up. <laughs> but I'm drawn to it. It is. I can't believe curse. they would do that to you. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> um, from at BitsBlaze, this is our last question. Uh, which of these places in. Uh, which of the places in these episodes would you most like to be stuck in? And what place would you least like to be stuck in? Mm, I chill hmm. out that Woodman's place. That seems alright. Like, without the big dog. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I felt like the Woodsman, like, house, like, even without the dog, was that was going to be my lowest. Really? I think the school's the no, lowest Potsfield, for me. No, fuck that. Oh, yeah, no, Pot- Potsfield people are okay. I, I, yeah, I probably Potsfield's go made with- of skeletons, bro. Fuck that. Yeah, but they're friendly. Fuck that. I- You're going to go there eventually, Molly. I yeah. don't fuck, yeah, when I'm dead. To me, it's between Pottsfield and the mansion, and the mansion depends a lot on how easily I can get away from these rich fucking assholes and just, like, crash Really easily, in their house. because he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> right, exactly, and just, like, ruin all his stuff, eat all his fancy food, just be the worst house guest, but fuck him, I don't care. That's true. Actually, I, I want to change my original answer to, I'd hang out at that tavern. Seems I. Yeah, that that was going to be my hang. Like, that, I those seem like good vibes. people... Those seem like good vibes. Yeah. I like how your answer was, yeah, I just want to go be surrounded by these good people. And my answer is, I just want to find a, a hole in this mansion to hide in. I mean, away you from do everyone. do that really easily. Fuck it. <laughs> Listen, you're not wrong. There's no uh, wrong answers here. Sure. I'm just saying, I think it says uh, something. Our opposing answers. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Molly, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at uh, AudioEntropy.com. I need Mayo.com. Uh, Journal Updated is updated with Dishonor 2. Uh, you can listen to our podcast about that. Yeah, fun little game. Uh, and over on Eidolon Playtest. But I'll let Luke do the real sell on that one. Oh, is that is that my cue? That's that's your cue. Go. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows I do on Audio Entropy. I was on a TWA recently. I'm not gonna do the math to figure out if that's already out or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do Let's Play sometimes these days, uh, but mainly I am working on Idle on Playtest. It's an actual play podcast with two different campaigns releasing on alternating weeks in order to playtest the game that me and Molly have written. Eidolon Become Your Best Self, inspired by Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a good game. It's a good podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. what a, what's even out? I think by the time you're listening to this, you'll be able to hear uh, the Little Lies episode of Rock. Uh, on the Patreon feed, yes. On the Patreon, you're right, yes. Uh, on the free feed, yeah. it'll be Pop 11, which is a good time also. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, and you can go to patreon.com slash on playtest. You can get every episode a week early for a dollar. Hell yeah. Yeah. Pay us. Do it. Uh, you can also uh, find me at your... Uh, nope. No. <laughs> at No? I, I almost said your friend Molly. <laughs> nope. Uh, you can also find me at your librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, and at... Uh, patreon.com slash ashleyleeminer.com give wait I don't think that's how that works wait <laughs> I don't think there's a dot oh, com yeah. at the end patreon.com slash ashleyleeminer there you go give Ashley your fucking money give Ashley your fucking money and use the right URL do not go to patreon.com slash ashleyleeminer.com yeah it's dot ru at the end <laughs> Damn. Um. Uh. Yeah. Great. Uh. Ashley, have anything to say about the next episodes of this show? Uh. Well. The last yeah. Half? And then the last half of the show. Uh. We will. Uh. Meet the good wo- uh, woman of the woods. Uh huh. Um. We will have a few dreams. Okay. Uh, and uh, things will start getting very cold. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but until we, uh, until next time, we will see you in the unknown. <laughs> <laughs>